When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Busy Friday on Hook Em Up with E and Rod B. And for one final Friday, Rod, it is a what Friday? It is a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo! Football Friday edition of Hook Em Up with E and Rod B. Last Indeed one. it is. Indeed it is. And uh, no, it'll still be a football Friday because we'll talk plenty of Longhorn football and football all off season. It never stops. But as far as games go, this is it. And the big this one is, is it, Sunday. Um, you know. Sunday at 5.30, but we talked about festivities and when the party starts and everything that goes into the Super Bowl, it is an event unlike any other, and as we found out earlier this morning, Rod Babers will be in attendance at the Super Bowl. I am going. I'm going to leave tonight, actually. Uh, late tonight, though. Late. I'll probably, I think uh, probably like after 9 or something like that. Okay. And I'm assuming yeah. this is a, a Shanahan type of connection, or is it other, you don't have to reveal uh, your, your people? It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's connected. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you've been to many it's, Super Bowls. It's NFL related, I'll just say that. I'll just say NFL related. I like it. Well, you were uh, uh, a former NFL player. Because all the execs and everybody, they get tickets, execs and players and coaches get tickets, and they're not supposed to, the, the players can, I think, because I did, but the execs and the coaches aren't supposed to resell their tickets. Um, but they do. They do. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Well, so, looking forward yeah. to, uh, and you'll get back here as soon as you can on Monday. Yeah, to, I'll probably be back like by seven. I think I'll, I should be back by, good. by we'll, seven. We'll man the first hour yeah. and talk Super Bowl, obviously. But uh, that's awesome. I'm excited you're going to take some pictures for me. I will. Take, I'll some, take some nice. I'll send you some good photos. Do you have seats? Yeah, got seats, everything. Got I can't good wait seats. for those eyewitness. How yeah, about that? One seats. of those shows going to get you an eyewitness Super Bowl account it's on Monday be, morning. Yeah, it's going to be good seats. I know. I just, I, it's, I, if I didn't have to have the wisdom teeth removal on Monday, it'd have been a lot better because I could go to Vegas and eat and do what I wanted to do and you're hang still, out. You're still limited. I'm still limited in what I can do. So I'm going to go into Vegas, like eating soft foods and like some lame ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> just, just weird. Just being lame and weird. So, I, you know, that's, that's in it. But uh, I couldn't pass up an invitation. I couldn't do that. As long as the doctor gave me the okay, I was going to go. And I, I want to see Shannon win the Super Bowl. I want to see it. I want to be there for it. So I told him, I said, I'm going to be there for you, brother. You're going to win your first one. I'm coming. I'm going to be there in the building when it happens. So hopefully that is the case. But, man, picking against Patrick Mahomes is uh, that's a fool's errand, as we know. And that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> the inevitability of Patrick Mahomes, who's 9-3 and as an underdog in his career, and that's the best mark by any quarterback um, in, 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 in NFL history, actually. And then you have – what I know as the really just the it, it, sheer determination, the sheer will uh, and obsession that Shano has with the game and I being know. a Super Bowl head coach, I am weighing those because I am c- too close to one side of it. I know you don't pick against Patrick Mahomes, but I also know how obsessed my good friend is with winning a Super Bowl. I know. And, and he's I, been up uh, double digits in two Super Bowls and lost them both. Is he going to coach it differently? He's going to coach it more aggressively. I don't know, but he's going to change up something. I just don't know what it's going to be. I'm trying to think. He was in, in grade school, middle school, when his dad led the Broncos to back-to-back Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, look, I, I'm, as I say, I'm rooting for the 49ers. I really am. 
because I, for the same reason, you, uh, I, uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think he's he deserves one. We don't deserve anything. You get what you earn. Get what but, you earn, man. But uh, I'd like to see him get one. Andy Reid's already got two. And Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And uh, I like the Brock Purdy story. I like the team. Oh, it's a great story. Uh, but you know, if you make me make a pick, I have to take the Chiefs. But I that's agree. just the way that works. But uh, I will be rooting on Sunday for the 49ers. On, on our topics of the off the record, which we knew we would get, this says. Uh, Guys, San Francisco, you go Rice-A-Roni. Rice-A-Roni for your Super Bowl party. Rice-A-Roni. That is pretty damn good. Well done. This I is like deep that. dish and Detroit-style pizza. can get a little difficult eating by hand. That's true. I don't like deep – I don't like Chicago-style or Detroit-style. I'm a New York-style pizza guy, period. It's kind That's of like, it. It's kind of like SEX, right? I like – I mean, I like all those things. Really? You like the I, deep dish? I, have no, I do. I do. Oh. I like thin. I like deep. I like – I like thin. Like, I like deep. Yeah, like, like when you – when I go – we go to Chicago – and my aunt, my 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 mom's oldest sister has a great condo right in downtown Ooh, nice. uh, Chicago, it's right in the Golden Triangle area. Great city. And so she'll invite us up, and we'll stay there. Sometimes she won't be; she'll be going traveling. So we'll, but it's right where you want to be. And there's a Lou Malnati's Pizza is right down the street, right there. You can oh yeah, I've heard it, of this. And it's deep dish. Yes, I've heard of this. It's so good. I mean, I, I mean, but I also like you know the thinner crust pizzas. I like. I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all against any type of pizza. I just like it. But you, know, the, but you only eat like a piece. And you do eat it with a knife and a fork because so you're going to be full. I know. I can't do it. For somebody who doesn't like bread that much, because I don't, I don't eat the bread, the crust of the pizza. So I think people who like bread, you love There you go. Dish. There you go. It's a bread thing because it's so much bread. And it's good quality bread. I'm just saying I don't like a lot of bread. I want meat. I want cheese. No vegetables on my pizza. New York style. Keep it thin. Keep it thin for me. Uh, this says, uh, guys, with the, these rug burns and sexes, is not lazy, Rod, spontaneous. This says, uh, carpet burn can come from doing the D in the car. It's for real. Trust me. This <laughs> says, I, my brother tore his ACL having relations. You get rug burns from the car? Hey, listen, use your imagination. Uh, Maybe y'all taking off too many clothes to get this done. <laughs> you got to get butt naked to do it, right? You can still keep on. Man, when you said uh, you carpet burn was like the number one injury, I completely did not pick up what you were saying. I was thinking of something completely different. Uh, well, now you got it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. you got the visual now? Yeah, you got the visual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could happen. I guess it could happen in a lot of ways. But you're right about that. I figure that when it starts on the carpet with me, I I'm gonna make the we're gonna make the transition. Yeah, I will make the transition. There. We can start there, but then the transition, we will make our way to a more Ooh, comfortable bed. I get you. Yeah, we can't be staying on the carpet. But you're right. Sometimes, hey, man, the mood hits you. It strikes you. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. This says, Rod, did it, don't go to Temptation Sunday while in Vegas like E. Hogan did. That's true. I did do that one time. Oh, is that true? I ended club? up at a gay pool party. Oh, that's, I bet that was live. I bet that was awesome. Gay pool party in Vegas sounds like a lot of fun. It was a mistake. I mean, I, I was just trying to kill time before my flight, and I just wanted to go sit out by the pool because it was a beautiful day. And next thing you know, I was, I was sitting under a tree doing some work. And because remember, you got to check out of your room at eleven. My flight's not till like five. Yeah. I'm like now, what am I gonna do? Fine. It's Vegas. What do you mean? You I'm out of money. To do. I'm out of money. Still plenty to do in Vegas <laughs> when you're out of money. Trust me, I've been I've been broken Vegas before. It's oh, still plenty to do. So and, and so I just went and I had work to get done for the next day at the radio station. So I'm like, all right, let's go knock this out. And uh, yeah, that was like eleven thirty. And by the time I look up at like two, it's a full, full blown. Oh, because nice. I thought it would just, just be a gay extravaganza. And, and I, I realized awesome. it's like this is all dudes. This is all dudes. Oh, dudes and thongs. Oh, dudes and thongs. Why is he on thongs? his shoulders? Why is he? Yeah, why is he grabbing his? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all these men it. so friendly. Yeah, exactly. No, here's the question. What, what did you do Why when you found doing... out? Did you leave? <laughs> I left, yeah. Why'd yeah. you leave? Why'd you stay and have some fun? I felt uh, out of place. Oh, come on. Uh, you never went to a gay club to party? Uh-uh, I haven't. Never, never I, we used that. to go to gay clubs. They had the best drink specials. 
I knew a lot of uh, female friends would go to gay clubs because they don't get hit on. And, and that's they can, why. They can just dance. And that's why every now and then you should go, too, because there's a lot of women there just hanging out. You're like, what the? Come oh, on. is that right? Oh, yeah. Trust me. Didn't yep. know that. Back in the car, we used to go to the gay club every now and then. There you go. It, was, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't so, bad. yeah, that was my, you know, they were doing <laughs> pool, pool games. Mm. You got, did you get hit on? Did somebody give no, you an eye? No, I was outside the gate. I was just sitting <laughs> under a tree doing my thing because I didn't want to put my swimsuit on because that was the initial thought was maybe I'll get in the pool. But I'm like, there you go. But I don't want to unpack and be wet. I got to go to the airport here. Yeah, that's bit. true. That would have sucked. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But <laughs> says, either guys, way. I have a scar on my wrist. I was pinned underneath on my high school van, shagging wagon floor. <laughs> people are y'all are wilding. How do you get on the floor of the van like that? That's you know good for y'all. I'm glad that the, the moment just strikes y'all and y'all gotta go. Gotta go. That's passion right there. That's what it is, man. That's beautiful. That's passion. I God bless you. They're weighing in on that. But yeah, it was a, it was a mistake. And then that was at the um, what the, hotel was the it? The Pyramid Hotel. Okay, I think I'm staying at the Bellagio. Oh, nice. nice. Well, then Bellagio right out front's where you're gonna see all the uh, a lot of activations are there. Oh, a lot of what? Yeah, I think like t- TV, TV oh, setups are out there. Okay, the yeah. They want that. They want yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. They want the fountain. It is for right. a backdrop. That was the same for the NFL draft. So you're going to be in and amongst it. That's when Bellagio's my, probably my favorite hotel there. I think it is. It's, I think I've stayed there like the, like three times out of like the five times I've been. I always stay. What's at the, the pyramid called? Ooh, That's where the, the media Luxor? stay. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay at the Luxor. Because uh, I was there in July. It's bad. Well, is it old? Know, it's old, though. It's right? old. They're all old, but some of them have been renovated. But of course, it, you know, when you're in your room, the, the windows are oh, at a slant. And they, the, the, the air conditioner cannot keep it cool enough because, I mean, it's staring into the sun of the desert in July. I never thought about <laughs> that, actually. I never thought about that. I've never stayed there. I've never even been in one of the rooms. Now that you said but something. Your room becomes like, a, like when your car is sitting in the sun all day. Your, your room just yeah. cannot get cool. Interesting. <laughs> Huh. Um, but yes, so then the Luxor is not. A, that's where the media stay. Media staying in the Luxor. And it's another one. And the Excalibur. Sir, Excalibur, that's which is right is. next door. Now yeah. it's perfect location because the stadium's right across the freeway from there. Mm-hmm. So it's really because obviously the Mandalay Bay would be the best of those three at the end. Yeah, that's the best of the hotels. That's where I was planning to go. The Mandalay Bay because the, they apparently have a good pool party on Sundays, and uh, I had to have a key. I didn't have a key. Oh, you can always find finagle your way. That's what Vegas is all about, I man. I tried. I tried. The Vegas. Uh, what you got? Yeah, you, you got to find. You need to know like the valets and those kind of people because they're the ones who hook you up. In That's Vegas. right. I don't go enough. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not in the know there. Well, you got to go and just tip one really well, and if they know if they're in the know, then they will make the necessary connections for you. Like, all right, you know what? I'm trying to get into this party. Like, all right, I got a I got a friend that works at that hotel. Let me see what's up, but you gonna have to hook, you got to hook them up. I do need hookups in Vegas in one of these days. Uh, this yeah. has pulled my hamstring in the back of my car. This says uh, we removed the back seat. Uh, Whoa, <laughs> remove the back seat. Yeah, come on, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. People are getting this. Says when you're putting out your food for your Super Bowl party, don't forget San Francisco put out Giardelli chocolates. Hey, I love Giardelli chocolate. I'm a huge fan. I got yes, some at out home of San right Francisco. now. Oh, I got some at home right now. I'm a, That's big a good fan. choice. I yeah. order it. I order it online from the factory. That good? Is that good for me? Yeah, it's my it's my my go to chocolate right now. All right, I like that. Yeah, we may have to put some of those out for the party mm-hmm. on Sunday, oh, yeah. Sunday while Legit. we're thinking about Rod at the game. We'll be looking for you, uh, Rod. We'll do your rant at the bottom of the hour because we're running out of time in this segment. I want to okay. mention some numbers and by the numbers, one is the number that we're talking about this morning because the Houston Texans have their first ever Hall of Famer, Andre yeah. Johnson, voted nice. in last night, and some several people said you know he should be in the Hall of Fame for the sole fact that he beat the hell out of Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, I forgot true. about that. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a great point. That was a great fight. Oh, those, those two played each other twice a year, and they hated each they other. They hate, they legitimately hated each other. Like, they literally. wanted to do harm to each other. Oh, yeah. 
This wasn't some competitive hatred thing. I don't know who, what kind of full cornerback would be picking a fight with Andre Johnson. That Quinlan was a good player too. He was a real good player. He was a real good player because well, he would end up that would be his assignment. Yeah, oh, he's got to cover AJ. I got, I got to go back and watch that. I forgot how it started. I mean, it would simmer they were just for, blocking each other for a couple. Of, yeah, it was a block. Yeah, just blocking them, and they just got frustrated. Man, and, 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 that was and good. my man, my man Dre was not having any of it. No, you know and, what I'm saying. Dre's huge, he, and Quinlan Pickens is, is small. I know he's like Rod B size, kind of small. Well, when he came out of Miami, I think he was 220, but by the end of his career, he was going 230. No, he was thick, man. And he, that's why he was always say it was like Adrian Peterson. I mean, when you get the ball to him in space, I mean, you got a problem. You got a real problem. I'm glad he's going in uh, two. Uh, is the number we're talking about because Lamar Jackson won his second MVP award last night. Yep. Which is big. That is big. Um, you know, the and, – and also, two. Dak Prescott finished second, but he only got uh, one first-place vote last night. He was 49 of the 50 to Lamar Jackson. And it's funny. They went one, two, and those are the two quarterbacks right now with the, 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 the common parallel that they can't lift their teams in January and make runs. You, you, you made a great point earlier that you're, that uh, Lamar Jackson's on the Peyton Manning career path. Right now it is, yeah. I think that's the optimistic uh, view. Yeah, that he can become. That he'll become Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning was yeah. winning MVPs and setting records, but go. he was not winning January games. Yep. And, and couldn't beat the guy Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. And Tom Brady had already proven to be more clutched than him at the time in the postseason, even though he had proven to be a better regular season player. That's the hope. But, if, if listen, if they can't find a way to vanquish Patrick Mahomes, He's never going to become that. He'll just be probably the most – I mean, we start looking at it because where he, the track that he's on now with two MVPs already at this age, um, he could easily end up being probably the most disappointing of all, like, great quarterbacks. The MVPs, yeah. You know uh, what I mean? And he's now among that group of nine players who have won multiple MVPs, quarterbacks, two, two or more. And his he has led his team to the fewest amount of points per game in the playoffs, right? It's like sixteen points no, a game. Hey, they've scored their lowest amount of the season in the playoffs when he's played. Think about that. That's terrible. That's unbelievable. How is that possible? That's a bad stat. That's a horrible well, stat. I, and look, I'll go back to the FC Championship game, and I hated their game plan. I hate that they abandoned their run game, but you know Lamar needed to make more plays. We had we had the Shanahan sound yesterday. You know that a, a quarterback has to be a game manager first. Yep. Uh, run our offense. But mm-hmm. then when it doesn't happen, he's got to make plays. Now, Lamar Jackson makes plays. He makes plays. But he's, and he made one, one or two in that game, but just not enough against that Chiefs defense. Uh, three it was almost the number the Houston Texans had of award winners last night. They had uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, and almost the Coach of the Year, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans, by a complete eyelash, loses that to Kevin Stefanski. And as we said, it would happen. It was kind of awkward because Stefanski wasn't there. He didn't you know, go up to accept it. But, uh, I wonder they, what Stefanski was doing. Maybe he had some probably family obligations. Well, and, and Dak wasn't there. Uh, not that, that I ever doing? saw. I never saw what Dak. I never. C.D. Lamb, when, when they won the moment of the year, the NFL moment with that 92-yard touchdown pass, um, neither of them were there. So Micah Parsons actually accepted the award on their behalf because uh, Micah was there, obviously, up for Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know. I mean, Dak was up for MVP. Dak was up, I guess, didn't think he was going to win. I don't know. No clue where Dak was. He was not there. Jerry Jones was there. And by, Jones by all accounts, there. Jerry Jones inked the deal with uh, – Mike Zimmer to be their new defensive coordinator, you know, on the red carpet, like on the way to the deal, like finalized it. And now Mike Zimmer will be the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator. Spent 12 years in Dallas from 1994 through 2006. That was through multiple coaches. Think about that, Rod. Mike Zimmer was there from Barry Switzer through Chan Gailey, Dave Campo, Bill Parcells, 
And then now off to the NFL. Uh, you like the hire. I know a lot of Cowboys fans I are saying it's calling it. it a retread. It's not It's not an inspired hire by Jerry Jones, but it's probably the safest hire by Jerry Jones. Uh, I think so because, first of all, you just talked about it. You want someone who knows the structure, the chain of command, the unusual chain of command of the Cowboys, and that's not something that's going to freak him out. I like, I like having ex-head coaches on your staff too. I think it's just good. For you in terms of troubleshooting, uh, being able to come up with solutions, you know, just keeping Mike McCarthy from making some of the mistakes that they've made as head coaches. I just like having former head coaches on your staff. Agreed. And he's the most modern. Well, not, he's the most recent and the most current of all of the DCs or defensive minds that they were interviewing at the time, which were, were Rex Ryan. I think he was a name they kept throwing out there, as, which I was a little shocked because it's been forever since we've seen you know Rex Ryan. Uh, call a defense um, and uh, the other Ron Rivera was another name they threw out there uh, I, I think all those guys obviously have skins on the wall but most recently Mike Zimmer's got skins on the wall and he's got it against and I hate to keep bringing this up he's got it against the McShanahan coaching tree and I remember playing in that division or he's coaching in that division against Green Bay Matt LaFleur one of the most successful uh, branches of that McShanahan coaching tree, he's got experience defending some of those unique concepts and the combination of them. And I think for, for for the Cowboys, when you got bounced in the playoffs the last three years by a McShanahan offense, that would help you too from, as a defensive mind. That's right. Something to consider. That is, for sure. Uh, also, a number we've talked about this morning, six. That's now the number of uh, lifetime Longhorns going to be in Canton, Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Sneak Football to. Hall of Fame. Uh, you've been to Super Bowls. You ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm not. I'm sad about that. I grew up about uh, 15 sad. minutes from it, so you know, I'm like my aunt worked there when I was a kid. Oh wow! I, I went there many times. Many oh times. man! And I'm, it's it's expanded like crazy. I'm jealous. That's awesome. Uh, it's it's a cool place, but uh, but but wait, from when we moved, when we moved in 1980. But I've been back many times. But they they you should see the growth of what it was to what it is now. It's pretty massive. But uh, Steve Mongo McMichael is going into the Hall of Fame. His wife Misty. Uh, was there on his behalf last night. She has lobbied heavily to try to get Mongo into the Hall of Fame, and finally the Veterans Committee puts him in last night, along with Randy Gratishar, as far as veterans going in. And, of course, the uh, the modern class includes Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester. Any issues with any of those guys? No. Um, Devin Hester, I, I think he's a guy that gets in off you know, how just how unique he was as a returner and how deadly and lethal he was as a returner. We don't see that anymore. I think that's why he gets in because if you got a chance to eye test and, and see uh, Devin Hester, you don't experience that anymore watching football. You don't we experience don't do the kickoffs anymore. When a, yeah, when a player is – there's so much anticipation a player is about to receive a kick that he could take it all the way to the house. We used to have that with certain players back in the day. Remember that, like, Dante Hall oh, yeah. uh, returning punt? There were weapons. Deion Sanders returning a punt. draft them specifically for that ability. Oh, yeah. When Deion Sanders the- – I would, I, I, would, I would just be glued to the television when Deion Sanders was returning punch. Rod Wilson was another one. Billy you know, White Shoes Johnson when yeah, I was a kid, man. Yeah. There was Billy certain, White Shoes was badass. Yeah. So, I don't – I just think he made it because he's maybe, maybe been the last of those guys. He's the last – and he was only a kick returner, really. He wasn't and an And let's weapon. be honest, he, did, he returned a kickoff in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. For a touchdown, yep. which, which we're going to hear. Was it the first – was it the first – Opening kickoff? kickoff? Opening kickoff. Good Lord. That's amazing. And then you know what's amazing about that is my, my former partner, Bucky Godball, predicted that the whole week. I, I remember Bucky saying that. I was like, what? That. All week, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. 
He's going to return to kick. And I think he said opening. Because that dude is so damn good. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I think he cashed in a pretty big bet on that awesome. uh, back in the day. But, uh, yeah, so we're talking all those issues, conversations. Congratulations to Mongo. Six lifetime Longhorns now, and that includes Tom Landry and Tex Schramm. Yep. Which, which is, we, we need said, to celebrate there should, there more. There should be more of a I don't understand. recognition of one of the two of the great architects of the modern NFL it and modern football. It doesn't make sense that we don't we celebrate. Went to Texas. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. But, uh, of course, the players would be Earl Campbell, Bobby Lane, mm-hmm. Steve McMichael, and uh, who's the, the older? Bobby Dillon. Bobby Dillon. Bobby Dillon, DB. And a lot of people have mentioned, and I agree with them, I think, uh, I think Tommy Nova should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we've debated this before about Tommy Nobles and whether he should be there. I think he does have a really good case. I think he does. It's going to be tough um, because I don't know if he's getting enough of the uh, – I don't know if he has enough of a, someone arguing his case Advocacy, really well. like, like yeah. Steve Michael's like, wife. Well, basically like Andre Johnson. Yeah. Remember I said Andre Johnson had to have somebody argue his case really well because he's like 55th or something like that in, in all-time touchdown receptions. Oh but he's top 11 in receptions overall all time. He's top 11, I believe, in receiving yards per game. He's top 20, top uh, 11 in a lot of elite categories, but nine touchdowns, and he didn't have any playoff success either. Well, that's right. He played in relative anonymity in Houston, and that's right. That's how that works, right? Somebody lobbies for a player. Yep. He pounds mm-hmm. the table. I'm sure it was John McClain. I think you're right about guys it. It has to be John McClain. Pushing for Andre. Because and mm-hmm. you know, if you don't cover the guy, but the, the people who cover them for their whole careers are the ones going, man, you got to know, this guy was a Hall of Famer, yeah. without a doubt. And it's amazing now at your age, Rod, not to call you old, but I am old. You know, it's, now, now that your contemporaries are going to the Hall of Fame, guys oh, that you – sad. Because if you guys had played in the Rose Bowl in 2001 – I would have played against that You dude. would have had to guard Andre Johnson. Yep, and I'd have been all. Oh, it'd have been awesome. I'd have been all for it too. I really would have been all for it. Because you guys would have played the U. Because it ain't about Andre Johnson. It'd have been about Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey would have been throwing the football. You can see about Andre Johnson don't matter if Ken Dorsey's throwing the football. That's right. So that's who we would have been scouting, <laughs> trying to take down is Ken Dorsey. That's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe Ohio State beat them in the national championship game that year. Is that correct? Because controversial. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Pass interference. Yeah. You know, you know, Randy Crystal, the official who made that call in the end zone, Ohio State, Miami, used to live right here in Onion Creek. Really? Lived right here in Onion Creek. What a small yeah. world. Yeah. He used to live right here so in, many our, small, in our hood. Do a lot of officials live in Texas? Because there was another official in the NFL that also lived here in Texas, and it was controversial. The infamous too. pass interference call. Wow. That uh, Miami fans will tell you gave Ohio State the national championship that year. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Good stuff right there. Yeah, your contemporaries, guys you played against, I'm played an old with, man. are going in the hall now. Damn shame. Which is pretty cool. Hey, we come back. We'll pick up these conversations, and uh, Rod will have his rant of the day. It's his second of this Friday. Coming next on Hook Him Up with Ian Rodby. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, let's uh, get back to previewing the Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, let's go to the 49ers offense versus the Chiefs defense, and that's easily going to be uh, the most compelling and the most interesting and intriguing matchup because Steve Spagnola and Kyle Shanahan both right now are uh, coaching at an elite level. And right now that Kansas City defense is playing like the best defense that Andy Reid's had since he's been in Kansas City. They're only allowing uh, 15.6 points per game in the last 20 games. That's the best defense, best scoring defense that Andy Reid's had there. Uh, Kansas City loves to blitz their DBs. Nobody blitzes their DBs and their cornerbacks more than Steve Spagnola. Loves to play a lot of sub-packages. He plays 
dime defense, which is six DBs. Uh, he plays dime defense, one of the top rates in the NFL. Matter of fact, only three teams play more dime defense than Kansas City. So they want to flood the field with speed, put a lot of speed on the field, put a lot of DBs on the field so DBs can cover. That's why they blitz a lot. They got DBs that can play sticky coverage on the back end, and then they blitz to try to speed up the clock of the quarterback, force the quarterback to get rid of the football, and it works really well. So they play a lot of man because they blitz a lot, and they play a lot of DBs because they have really good DBs, guys that can cover. And usually this formula, I think, works out pretty well for them. I mean, you can look at Kansas City. If they end up beating the 49ers, they will have defeated – for the top five offenses in yards per play just in this postseason alone. San Fran's number one is 6.6. Miami's at 6.5 right behind them. The Ravens were at 5.9. Uh, the Bills were at 5.7. Detroit is right. Detroit was at 5.9. So the only other um, offense in that top five that they haven't played in the postseason, uh, that Kansas City hasn't played and hasn't really and hadn't held them to a mediocre, to a pedestrian effort. Kansas City's defense has been balling this postseason. If you go look at it, uh, since they started – you know, blitzing these DBs a lot, which is kind of the middle of the season. They really started to, to, to blitz their young DBs more and more. And Spag has always done this, but he started to play a lot more of those sub packages later on in the season. And maybe because they were going up against uh, more high-powered offenses, whatever the case may be. But either way, this is going to be the chess match between Spags and between Shano. Because Spags wants to play a lot of sub packages, and Shano wants to play a lot of power and heavy sets. Meaning... Two backs, two tight ends. He's going to play two backs 40% of the time. That's 21 personnel, or that's going to be 22 personnel. Sometimes he goes real power formations. He goes 22 personnel, or they'll go two tight ends, and they'll go 12 personnel. And when the 49ers go 12 personnel, that is also something they've done 50% of the time. They've been 12 or they've been 22 personnel just this postseason alone. So when they go heavy, Will Spags and the Kansas City Chiefs counter by going with their three linebacker base package. And what I mean by base is basically you only got four DBs in there. You don't have your sub package with five and six DBs. 75% of the time when Chiefs have, when the Chiefs have played against a team that throws out their 22 and 12 personnel at, the, at a rate even close to 49ers because nobody does it as much as the 49ers. But when they play teams who are heavy, run sets, heavy uh, personnels, they play base 75% of the time. That's not what Spags wants to do. That's outside of his comfort zone. And that is where I think the 49ers may get their advantage. If they have to play those four, those three linebackers and have to play just four DBs, and that's where Shannon will try to find coverage matchups, right, uh, in terms of matchup advantages and coverage. He'll Because uh, if, you, if you only got four DBs out there, that means with your four DBs, you're going to be trying to cover Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk. One of those guys is going to end up matched up on linebacker. You just don't know which one, right? You, ideally, you want your four DBs, your best four coverage guys, to be locked up in coverage. Well, if Spags only got his base out there, then one of those weapons for Shanna, one of them is going to be in, is going to be in man-to-man coverage potentially on a, on a run defender, on a forced run defender, a guy who is a coverage liability, and that's all he's looking for. Who's the coverage liability in this situation? Is it whoever's defending McCaffrey, whoever's defending Kittle, whoever's defending Ayuk? And they'll look for that from down to down. So that's the first chess match you want to watch, really, or the chess move you want to watch. Shannon will present power 
with 22, 21, and 12 personnel, what is Spags' counter? Is he going to counter with sub-packages? Because if he does, then Shadow may decide, all right, I'm run power right down your throat then because we have the size, girth advantage, and we're running heavier sets against your lighter defenders with your sub-packages. Or if they go just base and they try to match power with Shadow, then Shadow could just, you know, present power personnel packages and pivot to play-action pass principles, which you guys have heard me say plenty of times before. Uh, so that is going to be the first thing to watch. And this season, it ain't looked good for the Kansas City Chiefs when they've had to defend 21, 21 personnel. Just so you know, this season, the 130 times or so it's happened, uh, where now actually tw- just 21 personnel is 84 times, but defending 21 and 22 is 130. But when they're defending just 21 personnel, they defended 84 plays so far this year. They're allowing 8.6 yards per attempt through the air, and they're allowing 6.6 yards per rush on the ground. Anytime they have to defend an offense that's running 21 personnel. Now, nobody in the NFL does this, except for really Shano and Mike McDaniel. But the few times the Kansas City Chiefs have had to see it, they allow big plays. That is going to be my concern. Can they hold up? Um, against the team that runs two-back sets, that runs power sets better and more efficiently and more effectively than anybody else in the league, whilst that being a vulnerability for this defense. Because they just don't face it a lot. They don't see it a lot. It's a great matchup. It's great stuff with Rod. And uh, that's the chess match you can watch. You hear it here with Rod breaking it down, and then you watch the game. You'll be thinking uh, base personnel. they got linebackers on the field. Who's going to be matched up on that linebacker? Oh, Oh, man, it's good stuff right there, Rod Babers. This is such a fascinating matchup. One thing that – I'm interested in is I don't think, especially on the right side, I don't think the uh, the 49ers offensive line is that great at the right side. Uh, and I think, no. I mean, this Chiefs team, you talked about how they like to blitz their backers, their their defensive backs. They do. They're second in the NFL with 57 sacks this year. Yep. They'll get to the quarterback. And Chris Jones is a game wrecker. Uh, that becomes massive. Can they get to Brock Purdy and make his life miserable? If they do, um, you know, then the coverage not as important. they got to get, get home. But uh, every – this, this game just couldn't be more even for me. I mean, it's just everything. And, it's it, you know, what breaks the tie is Patrick Mahomes. He does. I mean, it really does when it comes down to it. And I like Brock Purdy. I just saw where at his uh, school out in Arizona, we went to high school, they're renaming the street that runs in front of his high school, Brock Purdy Way. No way. Yes. Really? Yeah, I just saw It's that. a little soon, isn't it? Hey, man, they don't have a lot of famous people over there in Arizona. So. Chandler, Arizona, wherever he's from. Man, I guess Brock so. Brock Purdy Way. Brock that's a little soon. Wait till he wins the Super Bowl first. He's there. He's in it. <laughs> Which he signs a contract, another contract first or something. Yeah. I guess. I guess he's, So he's obviously the most famous person ever to go to that school then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is it, it is a little is early. It's it only school? 25 years old. That's what I'm saying. You can wait a little while. There's no reason to rush this thing. I know. They're, 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 okay. Some would say they might be over their skis a little bit. Uh, yeah, they like them. Think? They, they want it to be purdy time. Uh, yeah, well, I think they, a lot of people want it to be purdy time. And that's, that's going to be the key too, right, Ken? Can Purdy hold up against the pressure? And I think he has held up against the pressure really well so Perry far. Perry High year. School in the town of Gilbert, Arizona, has renamed the street outside of Perry High School Brock Purdy Way. I don't know. Is that just for the week or is that for all time? That's what I'm saying. If it's all time, <laughs> that's a little soon, guys. This is for the rest of this is the the, the rest of uh of all time. Like I I don't know. That's a lot. I don't know how where that is. You can always rename street. it again if you need to. Rename it again? Go back to what it was. Don't you want to avoid that? <laughs> to rename it again? Come on. And I'm sure somebody did that with Deshaun Watson, too, and look what happened. Ooh. This is a Deshaun Watson way somewhere that had to be changed. 
So let's they, just they wait a little while. It, uh, massage parlor. Exactly. Let's just wait till we can make sure. I'm not saying that Brock's going to be anything street. like that. I'm just saying that it could be injury. It could be anything could happen. Yeah, you got have a fall from grace. Come on, man. We've seen this kind of stuff. So just wait till the man wins the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. your point would be that uh, you know, if the high school of Ray Rice had named their street Ray Rice Way while he was in the Super Bowl, <laughs> Did and then what happened subsequently to that. Yeah, this was like, <laughs> just wait a little while so you can avoid any of those pitfalls. OJ Simpson yeah. Avenue. Aaron Hernandez way. Come on. Thank you. Let's just wait until we make sure that everything is good. We've this a little bit. Come on, guys. That's a little tiny Gilbert, Arizona. Maybe not learn their lessons. Um, but, yeah, the Chiefs, about the blitzing, they uh, blitz rate third most in the NFL. <laughs> Jay Simpson. <laughs> Yard, you know there are a bunch of those, too. Yards per pass attempt and sacks, they are first in the NFL um, when using the blitz at yards per pass attempt allowed and sacks. So they generate more sacks blitzing those DBs. This is the reason that's going to be interesting, talked about this yesterday a little bit, Channel loves using those condensed and compressed sets. What you're doing is bringing those DBs closer to the line of scrimmage, closer to the formation. And if that is the case, those DBs that like to blitz anyway are closer to their work. They're closer to the quarterback. So if he's still going to be blitzing DBs from condensed and compressed sets, there's a good chance that Brock Purdy could be working in a really congested pocket, like extremely congested. Especially if constantly. Chris, Chris Jones gets a push. Yes, right? Yeah. That's a lot of congestion in the pocket. So I wonder if Sar- sorry, sorry, if Shano will change things up a little bit and go – because they love empty formation too. They'll go 21, 22 personnel, and they run more empty formation on third and long than anybody else. I wonder if you'll see them spread things out a little bit just to force Kansas City to have to – if they're going to be blitzing those DBs, force them to come from a, a, a longer distance away. Because if, you, if you're right there in a condensed and compressed set – and that's four four yards, and I'm right at the quarterback, yeah. as opposed to seven, eight yards being right at the quarterback. And that also makes it confusing for the linemen trying to pick those guys up. Yes, it does. From, from, they, don't, they don't see them coming. Yeah. Because they're on top of you so fast. No, that's good stuff right there, Rod Babers. Uh, we'll play some uh, Who Said That coming up. Also, we got some text in on our conversations of this hour. These are good. This says, so – Where'd these go? When Mike Zimmer took over the D.C. job in Cincinnati, he turned the 27th-ranked defense into the 12th in his first year. Uh, Fourth in his second year, turned the Minnesota Vikings from 31st into 14th, eventually number one. So, yes, on the Mike Zimmer-Cowboys conversation. That was a good one. That was a good hire. And several people mentioned that they think that Dak is close to uh, his wife having a baby, or his girlfriend having a baby. Oh, that's right. Good point. That's why he was not in the Great point. I didn't think about that. Good job. Forgot about uh, that. Yeah. He was waiting, waiting on the call. Yes, that's true. And I didn't know the, the, the due date or stuff like that. That's a good point. <laughs> it says Bill yeah. Cosby Street. <laughs> it's big floor. Uh, you, that's what I'm saying. You know there were a few streets like that. Just just wait, guys. There's no point in rushing that. Yeah. If, he, if he's going to be great, did, he's going to be great for a long time. Did you hear? What, have you heard what the what's going around with Brock Purdy, who he looks like? Yes. Yes. I've seen this, too. <laughs> the Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald lookalike. Yeah. And somebody asked him about that. Somebody asked him about it. And he answered the question. And and he, I, I knew who he was. That's good. I guess he took American history. Lee oh, Harvey God. Oswald and John Harbaugh, the, uh, <laughs> the Brock Purdy doppelgangers. It's Lee Harvey Oswald for sure, and unfortunately he looks a lot like Lee Harvey Oswald. Especially does he? In like, instead of like pictures. Let me go look this up. Yeah, he does. He actually, especially from the profile side. It's like the third thing that comes up when you type in Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> right now. It's Lee Harvey Oswald, Brock Purdy. It's like the third thing that comes up. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> we, are such, we are just slaves of recency bias. That is crazy. <laughs> Really? That's going to be coming up now for like the rest of time? Like, <laughs> like Brock well, Purdy and Leo week, Oswald? Everybody's looking it up. Wow. And see, Let it, me see a side-by-side here. 
Mm, yeah, he favored, but it's yeah, it's still a stretch. It's still, because it's still a bit the, of a stretch. The, the Lee Harvey Oswald's pictures. Oh, are black and some white. of them are now. Now some of them look just like some of them look spooky. <laughs> yeah, spooky like. Yeah, that. some of them really look eerie. Like it depends on it depends on like the mannerism. It depends on like the face that Brock Purdy's making. But if they get the right face, yeah, he looks very much like Lee Harvey. Yeah, that ain't good. <laughs> so when that's, that's why you don't name your street after him. You never know. You know he looks yeah. a lot like Lee Harvey Oswald. Hey, uh, <laughs> we'll come back. We, wow, we're gonna go uh, a little round. Of who said that? Coming oh. next on Hook 'Em Up with Ian Rodby. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? All right, Rod Baver, it's always a fun segment in our 9 o'clock hour, ahead of the fabulous 25th hour of our week, coming up top of the hour. Uh, but who said that? Audio. Rod, who said this about uh, he who looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? Uh, piece of audio. Let's fire this up. Will you still watch 49ers games <laughs> with a red and gold heart, and, and what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Yeah, for sure. Still watch the Niners. Uh, a lot of... Love and appreciation for the organization. First off, for to Kyle for just giving me an opportunity to start my coaching career there. And you know, so many great players there. I had the opportunity to work with Fred, uh, Dre. Uh, it's just I'm pulling for them. Like this is their this is their year. I think you just watch the entire year how the season has gone. I think they're destined to get it done this year. You want to text a few dudes, tell them how to set the edge. No, <laughs> no, Coach Kasari has that down. Uh, right, they're ready to go. All right. <laughs> Oh wow, <laughs> man! That's D'Amico. D'Amico, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. They need some help on that edge right now, man. They're giving like six yards of pop on that edge right now. And I don't know how they Isaiah do that. Isaiah Pacheco's kind of not be able to sleep Sunday night. They're they Sunday a, night trying to go get that edge. They got a Bosa. They got a Chase Young there. They got Fred one of the Warner. best D lines in the league. I don't know how they're so bad on the edge. That's why I know. I I don't know, but I think Steve Wilkes is he's done. Even if they do win the Super Bowl, I think he's getting a new DC. Channel's getting a new one. He just didn't anticipate. Such a drop off on the defense after Robert Sala and D'Amico, but he should have, because those guys weren't necessarily in his coaching tree. Shen, uh, Sala and D'Amico were. Yeah, like he literally like those guys. He developed those guys as coaches. Um, I don't know if that's the case with Steve Wilkes. Yeah, and he's under some fire right now, and he's got to stop Patrick Mahomes. That's never a good thing. What do you got for me, Rod? Yeah, it's going to be trouble. Um, all right, I sent you a few clips, Brock. So you can play any one you want to. We can play. Who said that? Bears fans are super interested about the offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. What can you tell them about who they just hired to, to uh, try to get this offense where it needs to go? Um, uh, oh. this, is, this is live? Yeah. <laughs> We're not live. We're not live. I'm playing. Um, <laughs> uh, good luck to y'all. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great person, great offensive coordinator. I was very lucky to have him my first year. Learned a lot from him. Um, I think he's going to – I think him and Justin will mesh well. And, um, you know, adding more guys around him, uh, I think it would be great. So, we'll see. Do you do you have any <laughs> advice that you give to Justin in that situation, considering that you know the coach that's coming in? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he's going to love Justin. Um, so, really, just Justin be yourself and, and go make plays for real. <laughs> that's it. Fair enough. Um, who said that? I don't know who it is, but he doesn't like Shane Waldron. That was his former wide receiver, <laughs> Seahawks wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, when he was asked about the Bears. Is this live? Is this mic on? Is this live? Yeah. 
That is not a glowing endorsement. That is not a good one. Mm-mm. Well, coming up in our next hour, we said a couple of uh, disturbing pieces of audio from Dallas Cowboy fans, or forecast Dallas Cowboy fans, including Emmett Smith, uh, talking about what he thinks is wrong with Dak Prescott in the playoffs and uh, the Demarcus Lawrence reason why they lost mm-hmm. to the Packers. We'll reset that coming up in our next hour. But how about this, Rod? Who said this? This is what I wanted first, but uh, Brock and I got crossed. But uh, who said this about he who looks like Lee Harvey Oswald? Um, yeah, I'm not a flashy guy, that's for sure. So I think it's pretty simple. Oh, that is Lee Harvey um, Oswald. You know, my fiance and I, we go through our outfits, um, like the day before the game, and usually just be all right, let's just, let's wear this. <laughs> and then I usually get roasted online. That's just the routine. But um, it's fun. And uh, but more than anything, I just like to keep it simple. What's that? Um, online. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna say Coles. I know people want to say that, but. No, uh, I've we I have a good I guess plug with with some good you know outfitters. Um, you know people roast all, all my outfits, but some of it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Brock Purdy? Yeah, Purdy. Getting his outfits roasted because he dresses like uh, some of they just so business casual all the time. Yeah, he's just real he's just simple. business casual all the time. He doesn't time. have much fashion sense. No. Did you say I'm, his wife and he pick out clothes? <laughs> and him, I mean, I'm sure that he is being offered uh, like basically outfits and suits by all these different tailors and different companies around the city because he's the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And he's actually the best story in the NFL in years. Yeah, as a mystery relevant. Hell yeah. So, I mean, before a guy that's, what is he, he still got a roommate because he can't afford to <laughs> pay for a mortgage or rent on his own in uh, in San Francisco, he'll be all right pretty soon. But, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm with him. Did he say his mom or his wife? I think he said his wife. Uh, I didn't know if he's married his, or not. I don't know. He's not married. I think he said maybe his fiance or Yeah, somebody. he's engaged, which makes it fiance. really weird that he has a roommate. Well, you can't. You ever been to San Francisco? Can't afford to live there alone. Yeah, they. Yeah. San Francisco is most expensive. Three incomes. To yeah, do that he, thing. He like makes, San Fran and New York City are some of the most expensive rents on the planet. He makes like three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's not enough. Hundred and fifty after taxes. Ninety San Fran, dog. I'm telling you, that's probably one hundred twenty-five after California taxes. Go look at cost of living <laughs> in San Francisco right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cost of living is crazy in San Fran, man. Yeah, uh, you got another one for me, Rod? Uh, who yeah, said that? Yeah, I sent uh, – I said, Brock, I sent you a few more. You can throw that out there anytime you want to. We can play who said that. All right. Give me one second. Here we go. Who said that? Give it to us. Come on. Moment this year in the NFL. One guy. Give me one guy either that you played against or like on the defensive side or even on the other team's offense that you were just like, holy crap, I can't get over. I didn't know that guy was that good. Or that made or you that say, big. wow. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, the, the DN for the Cowboys. Yep, the Cowboys. We, we do a lot of crack toss stuff, and I, I was involved in like, the run game. You were like, oh, he's big. Oh, my right? gosh. The coach <laughs> His like, shoulders yeah, are like. <laughs> coach is like, yeah, you can go out <laughs> yeah. there and get that one block done. Who can? I'm like, yeah, coach. And then we glide up, and I'm like. Why did he? Why did he grow seven more inches? What the heck? And then I went to go hit the block, and it's like in slow motion. I can remember so vivid. He grabbed both my wrists, like left hand, right hand, grabbed both my wrists and threw me like a ragdoll you five no yards. Control. And then it was a six yard loss, and I just remember like coach is gonna kill me. I'm yeah. so that was that was not how that player was supposed to get you off. So <laughs> I saw him at the pro, but I had to let him know because I was like, I don't know if you remember. That's probably an everyday play for you, but I was like, I pride myself in blocking. You threw me like I was a little kid. Right. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, oh, yeah, I don't really remember that. I was yeah. like, oh, man, that yeah. makes me feel worse. He had, he had a six-yard tackle for loss. It wasn't even a special too. moment yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Who said that? No clue. 
Puka Nakua. Oh, that's old Puka. That's Puka right there. Yeah, Puka Nakua was at the uh, NFL Honors last night, of course, up for Rookie of the Year. Finished second to uh, uh, this next guy, I think. Let's play that last one there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brock, because it is one quarterback talking about another. All right. Maybe. I, I just need to start opening multiple tabs. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I, didn't I, I, don't like how, I don't like how people do Purdy. I think Purdy is a good player. I think Purdy's a hell of a player. And I was watching a video today on the bus back. Great throw, basic throw, and like all wide receiver. And like half of the throws were like, no, most of them were, were great throws, but some of them were like basic. There's nothing basic about being an NFL quarterback. Nothing. Like, let, like let's get one thing clear. There's nothing easy about being it. Like, I don't care if somebody seems wide open. Like, there's a lot of operation. There's a lot of things that have to go great to get that person wide open. And you have almost everything to do with that. I don't think... You can play at a high level like he is and, and just be average. Like, it, that just doesn't happen, you know? Like, do I think he's on a great team? Heck yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He has a team full of dogs. That team should be in the Super Bowl. They should be where they're at. But you got to have somebody pull the team. Exactly. You got to be somebody that's going to lead the locker room. It's a lot of things that people don't see that I know he's in there doing because they're winning football games. Because I, I don't like there you go. C.J. Stroud. C.J., yeah. Mm-hmm. One young quarterback to another. And he's right about that. Good stuff right there. Uh, pretty good stuff uh, from the Super Bowl. That's where we get a lot of sound, man. You got everybody talking, doing interviews. Great sound. Yeah, great audio. Speaking of that, Demarcus Lawrence crackback block. We're going to hear from Demarcus coming up talking about uh, he's got the, he's got the reason why the Cowboys didn't uh, go further. He probably should have just kept that to himself. Yeah, I think so. I think that's one he probably regret. to himself. <laughs> hey, Brock, uh, San Francisco is a, the fourth highest cost of living in the country behind Manhattan, Honolulu, Hawaii, and San Jose, California. San yeah, Jose. but still, if you're making, you know, money like that, I'd imagine because that's what six times the average salary in the country. It's you know, yeah, imagine you can at least afford an apartment. Man, I'm telling you, California. That's the reason people are leaving California and coming to Texas. Man, Cal- them California taxes are brutal, brutal, <laughs> brutal, man. And the more you make, the more they take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and the, he, cause, cause he's probably got a, well, I don't know, he probably had a roommate, now he's got a fiance, and, you know. And try, and they not, by the way, fiancés are not cheap either. Yeah, help me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, how much did that ring cost him, huh? How yeah. much did that ring cost him, Brock? You know. Just, she, she wants a ring now that is also commiserate with his status. <laughs> she don't want a cheap ring, so now she wants a nice ring. The ring he brought her probably is a thirty, forty thousand $40,000 ring. Hey, like he that? bought her that uh, Mr. Irrelevant salary ring. That's how he got her. No, Listen, no. He wins, he wins the Super Bowl. This dude will be uh, – <laughs> they'll, they'll be getting a house. You can, you can promise. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I was listening to something about it, and he got engaged to his girlfriend but still lives with this random dude that's his roommate. It was yeah, really weird. It's because – he said it, but he, he literally said it's because of cost of living. He said, I can't afford to live on my own anymore. That's right. He has said so then live with your fiance. Don't live with some random dude. But he was living with the dude first. Yeah, but, and I think but he, then he got he does, engaged I, I, and he I, kept I, living Okay, first of all, we're not talking about this that deeply, but <laughs> he, no, no, I'm just saying he's a religious man too, and okay. I believe there's an element to it that he doesn't necessarily want to live together shacked up. Until okay. Before they're actually married, yeah. married. so okay. some people I mean, still believe that, Brock. That exactly. Brock's like, that's insane. I'm like, actually, that's some people still believe. Well, we got to get to the top of there, but I actually yeah. had to have that talk with my former, my my now late mother-in-law. Yeah. Because my wife and I were actually engaged, mm-hmm. and we both had apartments, and the leases were coming up at the same time. Oh man! And I had to go sit with her and say, "Gene, <laughs> we can't. I'm, we're not going to get. We're not going to sign leases. We're getting married you in get four married. months. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to go ahead and get a house apartment together. Yeah." 
Well, sure. I, I can't agree with that. Yeah, li- I can't agree living with- in sin. You're living in sin for too long. Well, I mean, but, Gene, I can't sign a, a year-long lease to an apartment mm. I'm not going to live in. I no. mean, she can't do that either. Come on now. Come on. We can't do it. Can't do it. I, Won't I, do it. Very as, as Lent begins on Wednesday, I can tell you, a very, oh, ca- back very then, Catholic mother-in-law. I say back then, that was even more controversial. Now I think it's more commonplace. But back then, oh, man, you yeah. get just frowned upon. Oh, that was a hard talk. Yeah, <laughs> you damn right it was. I, I understand why you think you have to, but I can never agree with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll come back. Fabulous fifth hour is on its way. That would make it to the fabulous 25th hour of our week. We will hear from Demarcus Lawrence and Emmett Smith and all the sound of the uh, also George Kittle. Trash talking is only George Kittle can. Oh, yeah. Got to love that. We can't get enough Super Bowl. Also preview the weekend, including college basketball, everything that's happening that's not the Super Bowl we'll talk about. We'll come back. Hook up with Ian Rodby. Midnight, but what is that?